If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. The talent for so many players today, the talent in the spotlight, it's taking them to heights that their character's not strong enough to support. I'm one of those set goals, chief goals. I talked about faith, passion, obviously the drive with the guys that I've been around and the guys that surround me every single day. If I want to be one of the best, I've got to play with and against the best. Okay, so that which gets praised gets repeated. You're listening to The Hardwood Hustle, brought to you by PGC Basketball. Coaches, thank you for tuning in. You're listening to the Hardwood Hustle broadcasting here in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm your host, Adam Bradley, alongside special guest Sam Allen, filling in for TJ Rosine. Today, we're going to be talking about how to avoid leadership burnout within your players. Before we do, though, let's catch up with our friends over at Shot Tracker. I don't know if everyone knows about it, but Shot Tracker team is amazing. In fact, we had a chance to see it last year when we went out to their headquarters in Kansas City. It automatically tracks complete player stats in real time without human intervention. So you get the data for your entire team as it happens delivered directly to you. Being able to track every aspect of the game will change the game for you. Make sure you check out ShotTracker.com to learn more about how you can get started with this game changing technology today. Sam, how to avoid leadership burnout with our players. This is something that um, I have coined the phrase, the frustrated mother approach, right? You, you see a mom who loving their kids, loving their kids, trying to pour into their kids and the kids are just being defiant. They're not listening. It gets the mother to the point where they just raise their hand and say, I'm done. I'm done. Dad's have that same feeling sometimes too, right? You just throw your hands up. You're just like, screw it. I'm done. I'm, I'm, I give up, right? They're not listening. And, and I think sometimes, coaches, we've got to be aware that that is happening to our players, right? They are getting to the point where they want to honor us as coaches and, and, and honor us and be the leader that we want them to be. And they go and they, they pursue this goal of being that leader and they set out on the journey of being the leader for us. And it gets to a point where the team's not responding. They're not behaving in, in the way that honors their voice and gives them encouragement. And they get to the point, Sam, where they just throw the hands up and they say, screw it. Like, I'm done. Right? No one listens. Sam, I mean, they just do what they want to do. Right? Like, I mean, I say it. I tell them. Like, they're not listening. Screw it. I'm done. Uh, and then to that, I say... Well, welcome to leadership. You, you're here now. And so I think some, sometimes players get into it with this mindset that, oh, leadership, that, I want to be a leader. I've heard, I've heard about being a leader. I want to do that. That sounds neat. That sounds important. But what comes with leadership? It, it comes those frustrating and challenging moments. Like leadership is hard. Leadership, I think, is tough, Adam. And I think also leadership can be lonely, Leadership can be lonely when it, it, it takes a grind, a fight, you know, and I don't say that in any negative way, like you got to fight for it. And so there's going to be those frustrating players on your team who just don't seem to be buying into everything. They're not listening when you're talking all the time. And that, that's going to be there at every level. It at, you know, all the way from youth level. I'm about to go coach uh, Jackson's third grade game. I'm going to be at a high school gym later today. You know, we can watch program games, call it like it's all at all levels. Leadership has challenging moments. And I think when you get into leadership, you first have to have that mindset knowing that that's what you're stepping into. 
I think that's a powerful reminder. Like if you if you recognize what you're going to step into, it certainly helps pave the way, right? It it prepares you for the adversity that you're going to face, right? So, but but for coaches, we've got to be aware of this. Like we've got to recognize this and attack this because here's the deal, Sam. Coaches are are seeking out and pursuing the development of their players into leaders, right? They recognize we need leaders on our team. They, they understand the importance of that from a coaching perspective. So you've got to then recognize as a coach and make sure you're aware of the obstacles that could come in place that could prohibit the growth of your players developing into those leaders. Mm-hmm. And, and this is the big one. We've got to sometimes change the tune from developing leaders to developing better followers, mm-hmm. right? Because I think a lot of times the leadership burnout comes not in the leader not doing what they need to do per se, right? But the followers not honoring and respecting and and giving that type of uh, attention to that leader, right? You know, in the, the famous book, uh, James Kerr, Legacy, mm-hmm. you know, uh, speaking about the New Zealand rugby team, the All Blacks, and which is one of, if not the most successful sporting team of all time, they speak in many different chapters about followership mm-hmm. and that when you're in that environment that you've got to be just as strong of a follower as you are a leader. And they give some guidelines that you, know, you need to honor the leader leading, right? They speak about rotational leadership, that there's moments where the leadership will rotate amongst the team. Some days it's you, some days it's me. Other moments, it's this voice, and whoever is stepping into that role of leadership, we need to honor them and fall in line and help support their message. Why? To avoid leadership burnout, right? Because if we're not supporting the message and we're fighting the message and resisting against the message, it'll challenge those leaders and eventually deflate their enthusiasm for it. Mm-hmm. Unless you've got this over-the-top alpha leader who just fights through it no matter the adversity, most, especially the younger leaders, are going to step back and say, it's not worth it. I'm damaging too much. Because they've also, you know, players, they've got relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Right? So they've got to honor the friendships and relationships. And their classmates and teammates with these other, you know, uh, players. So they've got to be a little bit respectful and understanding that sometimes they're going to push. But, like, if it gets too painful where it creates some tension or some fighting, or, mm-hmm. or some adversity, they may pull back, and they'll get burned out. Leadership burnout, what, what do you think causes, Adam, what do you think causes leadership burnout? What are, what are a few things that you see? I mean, I think the followership is huge, right? I, I think leadership becomes a lot more... Uh, well, uh, so, so leadership burnout, you're saying lack of followers? Lack of respectful followers, can cause leadership burnout. Absolutely. Okay, because I want to come back to that in a moment. So so I think think when you are leading and you've got people responding to your leadership, that, that adds energy. That breathes life into you as the leader. You can feel the momentum. You can feel the growth of your leadership, right? You're, you're trying to get them to play with more spirit and you're, you're pushing your teammates. And then you go out that day of practice and you see more spirit. Boom. Now I'm encouraged, right? I want to do more of this. Now I go and I spend 30 minutes speaking to different players trying to build spirit, right, to get our juice at the next practice. And then we go out and, like, everyone's just still just kind of mm-hmm. blah, you know, and just kind of going through the motions. And I do it again, and I do it again, and it's not producing a result. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm done, right? 
Sorry, Coach. Yeah, so so on that point for a moment, and then I think we can touch on some other possible leadership burnout traits. So if you're a coach or you're a one of the leaders of your team, how do you get more followership? Well, one, one idea that I think can be powerful is this. If, I, if I'm a coach and I've got 10 players or I'm a leader on the team with, and a player, and I, there's 10 players on the team, let's say – three of them are really bought in. They're great followers. Let's say three of them are on the fence. They could go either way. And then there's four that are just kind of on an island on the other side where they, they, they just are anti-team, anti-buy-in. Well, I think getting those three that are raving followers to become even more, more even better at following, now you got a team of leaders, and we know that, that a team can help push the momentum forward faster than one individual. So then you go, you don't go after the, the four or the two or the three at the end of the road. You go after those on the fence. And then once you get them in, now we, got, we go from three or four guys. Now we got seven or eight. Now if you're two or three at the end, they're, they're going to stand out. They're going to be out and, the, and they're going to stand out in a bad way. So I think like – it, you can layer it in to building momentum for your leadership team. I, I 100% agree. And, and players, you can do that, and coaches encourage your players to do it by having those off conversations with those players. And, and you know, that player, if I'm in that position and I've got three or four guys that are really good and bought in, like, I want to have those conversations off to the side and say, man, like, man, I need your help, right? Like, Hey, you, you know we've got to pick it up. Like I'm going to be pushing that pretty heavily over the next couple of days. Like, like I need you to help support that message and almost kind of build that connection and that that get on the same page with my guy, right? You do that like to your point with three or, or four of your other guys. Now all of a sudden you've got a team, and you know it also goes back to that quote like love those who don't want it and walk with those who do, right? Mm. In the sense that you know what I, I think sometimes we allow the the bottom. To the bottom five percent of our team to drain our energy to drain our energy and and you know what love those teammates right like continue just like you know dapping them and showing them love and helping them right but like that's not who we're walking with right like that's not that that we we can't allow them to to pull the entire team down you're giving them too much power when they do that and they haven't earned the power they haven't earned the right to influence the team to that level. So let's not give that ability to them. And that, that's hard, right? Because Especially if they're good. I was just about to say that. Sometimes those that, that drain the energy can be the best player. Which that's tough, right? Really tough. And so coaches, I think, too, how do coaches not fall victim to the burnout? Like, I think you empower your players, obviously, but also your assistant coaches. So if you're a head coach – you know, empowering your assistants so you don't take on the brunt. Like sometimes co- uh, head coaches feel like they got to fight every fight and they got to be in the battle on every battle. And that's draining. I mean, it, it's hard. You got to have some major grit to you to just pound and pound away at it. And so teaching your assistant coaches, you know, encouraging them, empowering them to develop relationships. I think football coaches probably do this well, or, or good football coaches. You know, and, and it's naturally a built-in system, right? So you have offense coordinator, defense coordinator, position coaches. So you got these different leaders of units, and that allows them to carry out the vision of the head coach so the head coach isn't having to, you know, 
and quite frankly, just logistically, logi- football, they can't you, pull it off, yeah. right? But I think basketball coaches could learn from that and, and do a little bit better job of that of uh, delegating and empowering. And I've got some additional ideas, but let's take a quick break with our friends over at Team Snap uh, before we jump into the second half. Thanks to our friends over at Team Snap for today's halftime communication tip. Have you ever thought about reading and its effect on your communication? I want to remind you today that when we read, it improves our ability to communicate. You see, communication requires the use of better words and phrases, which we can often learn through reading. See, reading will introduce to us better understanding of words and new phrases and new stories and give us new ideas. So when we're with our teams or when we're with our coaches, the reading and the things we've gained from it will allow us to be more engaging, entertaining, and thorough as a communicator. You may not have thought about it before, but the more you read, the better you communicate. So this week, I want to challenge you to pick up a book, pick up a newspaper, pick up a magazine, try to absorb and read as much as you can, and watch the fruits of that effort play out as a better communicator as a coach. Thanks to our friends over at TeamSnap. Make sure you check out TeamSnap.com backslash hustle to learn more about the communication app, helping bring everyone on your team from your parents, players, and coaches, and getting them all on the same page. That's TeamSnap.com backslash hustle to learn more. Sam, I think one thing that coaches can also do to avoid leadership burnout is search and seek out leadership wins and then spotlight the wins. Okay, so you know what I mean? Like seek it out. And and sometimes you do have to seek it out, right? Like to find those moments where, you know, a player's developing or a player voices something and there was some positive that came from it. The player may not be able to recognize it and see it. But if we as coaches get into the habit of seeking out wins within leadership and then praising it back to the individual who helped create it, That's going to help provide some inspiration. If I'm a young player and I'm doing certain things and trying to push forward the the ball up the hill, right, I, I may not be able to see what's happening. I may not be able to see positive results and progress from words that I'm saying. I may not be able to see any impact from what I did, right? But if you, Sam, are seeking out and looking for it and you bring it to my attention and make me aware, that could be a game changer for me. Right? Yeah, 100%. Uh, a quick example of that is earlier this week, I'm on the floor with some middle school athletes, feeder program, and I walk in the gym, and all the kids are in there. There's two kids doing this passing drill that we had done the previous practice, and I had talked at the end of the last practice about, like, hey, if, if the hardest you work is on the days we practice – or that's the only time you do it, you're limited in how good you can be. And so these two kids were doing this passing drill that we had done the last practice. And so right when we called them in for the huddle, I mean, I I went nuts for those two guys. Just, just really celebrated their leadership and just how, man, like that was awesome. Uh, you guys are, you know, and really celebrated it. I know the next practice, the whole team's going to be doing that same thing. <laughs> so good. Because we highlighted it. So good. I remember telling a player – one of my, my point guards was coaching up one of his backup point guards on just simply how to like read a certain defender in a certain way. And I saw the conversation, and it was just a common conversation in practice, right, where the senior was doing what he should do, right, being that mentor, giving a little coaching advice to the younger guard. 
and and then they just went on. But later, I saw the younger guard actually do the practice that the, they talked about. That they talked about. I don't, and I'm almost 100 percent positive. There's no way that that senior guard saw and recognized that because he's in the middle of practice, right? Mm-hmm. He's doing things. He's probably worrying about his own assignment. Didn't probably see it later in the rep that that guard did that. I went and made a point to go up and actually call out and tell him, hey, great job, man. I noticed that you were telling so-and-so, you know, to mm-hmm. kind of to work on this angle when you're coming down. I don't know if you saw it later in practice. He started doing it. Like, you literally just possibly changed his whole outlook as a guard. You know, like something like that. I'm like, yeah, cool. Uh, hey, that's cool, coach. Cool. But, like, that resonates with them, mm-hmm. right? And all of a sudden provides some encouragement. Like, hey, what you did actually had an impact. And I think that's one thing from leadership. Leadership's always been so tough to measure, mm-hmm. okay, to measure yeah. the growth of leadership. And it's one reason why I think a lot of coaches don't maybe work on leadership as intentional as they maybe should, right, because it's tough to measure. You don't know if you're really growing, and coaches are always responding to the urgent need. And the more urgent need that produces a greater measurable result is something maybe basketball-related, putting in a play, putting in a – out of bounds set you know like um yeah that's the more urgent need we've got to do that so for us we have to recognize also that players may not be able to measure or see progress from their leadership impact Mm -hmm. so we have to be the person that communicates the progress they won't be able to see it on their own they will struggle to do it and if we aren't communicating it they'll never see it and imagine like anything having worked for months and not actually seeing any results or being able to feel any results, naturally you'll be burned out. So it's our job to communicate the progress. Yeah, I love that too, Adam. I, I want to offer, it's a little bit of a diversion away from your last point, but uh, PGC, are some of our director team right now, we're reading this book called Outward Mindset. I don't know if I've told you about this, mm-hmm. but Outward Mindset, great book on, on leadership. Sam, you you're like you read like four or five books at a time. I read about two or three books at a time. I do. Really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you uh, always actually, tell I think, me. I think right now I am reading four at a time. Um, <laughs> I need, but I found that just it helps me engage better. <laughs> but uh, so we're reading this as a group. And Adam, it's a really good book. And Mono actually had passed it down to us as, you know, he wanted all the directors to read it. And um, there's a great acronym they use. And they call it, ironically, SAM. They, they call it SAMing somebody. And what that means is... Most of the time, leaders don't they don't see the side of other people. So S stands for see others. So what that means is like if I'm trying to lead you, Adam, and you know I'm, I'm getting frustrated. Well, I'm probably not seeing things from your lens. You know, I may be trying to get you to do something, and you're you're so frustrated with your lack of playing time. You you, you don't you don't want to listen to anybody. And you feel really beat down because you feel like you're doing everything the coach asks you to do. And then you're telling, now I'm coming to you and telling you I need I need this, this, and this. And you're just so frustrated. So I've, I have the inability to see you where you're at, right? It's, it's empathy, another way of saying empathy. And then the A means adjust efforts, and the M is measure improvement. Hmm. So see others. Adjust efforts. Measure Based on what you see. Yeah. So I see you now that I better understand you. I got to adjust my efforts on how I'm leading you. And then to make sure there's follow up and accountability, which this is hard in leadership, I got to measure how you're doing on those adjusted mm-hmm. efforts. But Samming somebody, I mean, I just keep thinking about that since I've been reading on it the last couple of weeks. And uh, I think it's powerful. I think it's, and it is powerful. And I think it's interesting that the measure was part of that. 
Yeah. Right? Because I think there's multiple reasons why the measure is there. One, you want to make sure you're actually experiencing growth. But I think from this perspective, I think, you know, to keep the momentum going, it's when you see that growth experienced and, mm-hmm. and actually play out that it's like, okay, let's keep it going. And, you know, I think one thing that coaches can also do is build and, and continue working to build the culture of celebrating, right? And encouraging each other. And, and like PGC does such a great job celebrating, but celebrating, I think one reason PGC has such great leadership and everyone in PGC has such a leadership mindset and such a fire for it, I think builds on the celebration, right? You all do such a great job celebrating the leadership, right? That it encourages people to do more of it, right? Like there's not a many people in PGC that was like, I was burned out as a leader. Well, maybe from the hours, right? Because the camps are long <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. A different type of burnout, yeah. but not in a, I feel like no one's listening. I feel like no one's responding. I feel like no one's like moving when I'm trying to lead. That's not where the burnout comes from, okay? Well, and, and the other side, sorry, is, is I think in a lot of companies, organizations, you tell me what you think, but they're talking with a lot of my friends who work for other businesses. Like, you know what happens in most leadership? They just tell you everything you're doing wrong. And they point out all the all the parts where we're falling short, all the gaps, and, and that that drains you. That's that's burnout too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, keep going. So reversing it would have a reverse effect, right? If so, if we use the same logic that the negatives, the call outs, the always you know identifying the weaknesses and the issues and the gaps in performance are going to burn you out. Well, then okay, logic would tell us if we reverse that, we'll reverse the result. Okay, so if we praise more, if we highlight the wins more, that you're going to see more of that. And I think from a player perspective, coaches, if we get our players doing that more frequently, it's going to build and avoid our leaders getting into a burned out situation. And you go ahead. <laughs> uh, we just finished um, uh, a growth quad yeah. with PGC where Mono prompted um, and, and he invited me to be a part of it. It was kind of an internal PGC. Seven-week journey. Seven-week journey in groups of four in most cases where we got together weekly and we went through these weekly calls and we followed this kind of script of working on different areas of all, us as leaders in our lives and stuff. And for me – you know, one thing that I wanted to do with my group, and shout out to, to Cassidy Hardgrove and Melanie Walker and Brittany Hardy of PGC, man, I wanted to encourage them just all throughout the process. Just encourage them of, man, you know, I love what you said the other day. It was mm-hmm. just so inspiring. Like, it really had an impact on me. And I made an effort all seven weeks, and I, I think and hope that they would acknowledge that if you ask them. Mm-hmm. Because I wanted them to lead me as great as they could, okay? Mm. I wanted their best leadership on me. And I knew that their best leadership on me would come if I celebrated what they were doing for me. Now, this is a deep thought process for players, right? Okay. But as a teammate, and coaches, this is where we have to kind of build this. If I'm a player and I want my players around me, my teammates, to be their best leader for me, right? Because I will reap the benefits of them being greater leaders and pushing me and building that environment. Then I need to build them up as the leader so in return they lead me greater. That's good, yeah. Okay? Yeah. That's what I tried to do the whole seven weeks. And that's why like, I felt so fired up and inspired and empowered from all three of them because – I wanted to keep breathing life into them, keep celebrating them. The last thing I wanted was come week five, week six, week seven, that there was a burnout. Yeah. Right? 
John Wooden said, shout, praise, whisper, criticism. Shout, praise, whisper, criticism. Uh, you know, the other thing, Adam, I think that coaches listening, here's what some coaches might say or old school coaches. They'd be like, well, yeah, that's great, but, like, I'm a truth teller. I give it to you straight, right? We've heard this. I give it to you straight. I, you know, that's good, but, like, we got to get better. We, yeah, you can't be on the – you can't be the extreme of all you do is turn your eye away from things that aren't getting done and you just you just over-the-top fake positive. We're not talking about that. We're talking about seeking out and finding what good is going on and then just praising it. Yes, acknowledge and address things that need to get addressed. But I often hear coaches say that, well, you know, I'm old school. I, I don't know what that means, like – you you that that to me that to me means I'm in my own I I do what I do. That's a closed minded approach. Yeah, I do what I do. I mean you listen I'm, to just Sam. What's the A? Adjust efforts. Adjust efforts. Truth telling is great. Yeah. But but it may need adjustment. Okay? You know what I feel more important and more fired up about than truth telling? Produce or uh, results creating. Like I want to create results and I want to produce results. If truth gets me there, cool. But oftentimes it, inqui- it, it, it requires truth with a little mm-hmm. bit of grace, with a little bit of celebration, with a little bit of encouragement. It requires more than just truth. Yeah, and it, but if your eyes and your mind only find the negative, guess what? You'll continue to only find. And I, and I say that from somebody who's been there and done that. You know, I've, I've gotten – you get so caught up, you want to win, win, win. And you're, you're, that's your only your only mission. And so anything that gets in the way of that, you're just going to find every mistake. And it's a well. If you're a coach, and you're, if you're a coach and you're bent that way to like that, you find the mistakes, and you're extremely skilled at finding the negatives, and you kind of lack the skill of finding the positives. You need to start working on that. Yeah. And you know the I am statements when we did those daily priming exercises yeah. in the morning that helped train me right to find the positive in the day. Okay, mm-hmm. and find the wins. And I think it's really interesting. When you ask someone, hey, what was the highlight of your week? What was the highlight of your week? If they struggle repeatedly to find the highlight, and it's the highlight of the week thing is something I say often. I use it as like a conversation okay. starter. Yeah, that's I good. don't ask people on Monday, like, how was your week? And I say, what was the highlight of your weekend? I like that. Right? Even if you had a bad weekend, there was still a highlight. And if you struggle to find the highlights in your day and in your week and in your month, you need to do a better job training yourself to find the good, right? Because there are good there are, there are good moments all around us, and and I think we need to get in the habit of training that. And when we do, going back to burnout, and we talk on those, it helps provide life and energy and fire. Because if we don't, we do get burned out. Absolutely, Sam. Appreciate you as always joining and. Um, Coaches, hopefully this helped kind of just challenge you mentally to to get into the habit of identifying things to celebrate, recognizing that we don't want our leaders burning out and, and understanding the different dynamics that could potentially create the burnout. We certainly don't want our players getting to the point where they throw their hands up in defeat and saying, I'm done. I'm not doing it anymore. It's just too much work and it doesn't produce the results. Sorry, coach. We don't want to get to that point. So coaches, hopefully you can fight that fight. Uh, to prevent that, I am Adam, Sam Allen, filling in for TJ Rosine. We are the Harwood Hustle. Till next time, we're out.